Hey everybody, what's going on? It's Chris Czar and welcome to the Chris Czar Podcast for Monday, April 18th, 2022 and your boy is just wishing a happy Easter to you. What's up motherfuckers? How are you? Hope your weekend was fantastic. My weekend one Coachella Troopers, good on you. Not the most popular year to be there in the most uh, recent of times, but hey, you did it. You saw Billie Eilish, you saw Swedish House Mafia, and for those of you that are in the know, you saw a set that went Peggy Goo. (laughs) Yes, sir. Peggy Goo in the Yuma tent on Friday, and... That was followed up by, I don't know, who the fuck cares, right? (laughs) I don't need to tell you, and you're probably sick of hearing it, but uh, was the FOMO real for Coachella this year for many folks out there? Yes, 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 it was. Uh, Was it real for me? No. (laughs) No, it wasn't. You know what I did instead was I stayed at home. Turned on the oven and got the place cooking to about uh, a high 90 degree temp. Uh, filled up a canteen with water. Um, put my phone on airplane mode and then attempted to text my friends while on airplane mode. Obviously, wouldn't reach them. And poured out the water before sticking my head inside of said oven to recapture the Coachella experience. I also, right after submitting myself to dehydration and no signal, I decided to stub my toe on the side of the door, not to break it, but enough to bruise it and make it uncomfortable to walk. And then at the very end, uh, was sure to set a few alarms that went to the tone of sirens and invited the homeless people down the street to uh, earn a couple bucks by making some noise <laughs> and causing a scene outside just to make sure that I couldn't get any sleep. And when I woke up the next morning, I thought to myself, Coachella, baby. <laughs> just fucking around. Just fucking around. Just talking shit, obviously. Um, you have to be dressed well the entire time. Otherwise, it's not true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All shit talking aside, I'm sure uh, Coachella was a wonderful go around. I mean, when you have that much sprawling green grass manicured for polo horses to play upon uh then you got to be barefoot right and that's got to be good for the human being got to be good for the soul especially when you're wearing designer sundresses and desire sunglasses and designer hats who the fuck needs shoes (laughs) not at a place like coachella it's a place where your little hippie heart can be free to fly. (laughs) 
under the neon carnival sky. Now, I did notice that this year uh, Coachella was not the inaugural influencer Olympics. I didn't see too much in the old medias about the who's who of who's there and where they're going to be. Uh, which is cool, I think. I think that actually makes this year a particularly good year to be at Coachella because the people who were at Coachella probably weren't there because it's the place where important people ought to be. <laughs> I don't think it was that. I think it was people reconnecting on friendships in certain festival gr festival groups that haven't done that since pre-COVID. And people who, I guess, are just in the mood to, to festival again, you know, and to do it, quote unquote, real. Saw some people car camping this year who I wouldn't imagine to be car camping because, you know, like I know that they have the money to not do it, but they did it for the experience, man. And I fucking love that. A little bit of grit, a little bit of love, a little bit of connecting with the earth with a healthy dose of psychedelics and hey. You can call that a, a weekend for your mental health. <laughs> yeah, for those of you that are coming back or have just come back, uh, you know, you're you're drinking your water. Maybe you have your, your spa day lined up. Definitely a foot massage, maybe some yoga. In which case, if you're in the mood for some yoga and you happen to be in San Diego, then uh, come visit your boy. I'm going to be teaching tomorrow in Pacific Beach at Taito, T-Y-T-O Wellness. It's off of Cass and Turquoise, so a good part of PB. I'll be doing it in the morning. I'll be doing it in the evening. Go to the website to find out the time and to sign up. Uh, this isn't the yoga podcast. For that, that's the Yoga Czar podcast, also on Apple and Spotify. Moving on from the commercial plug, I told you all that I was going to be going home for Easter. And I also told you that I was going to be asking around for some roasts. And I'm here to tell you that I, I forgot. <laughs> I forgot to ask my brothers to roast me, but it's not too late. <clears throat> I'm still here. So there's still time to get flame broiled. Uh, but what I did do last night was uh, have a three hour podcast with at first, one brother. This is the biggest one, but not the oldest of the bunch. And, uh, boy, Mr. Plug McPlugski over here. <laughs> Eddie the Glow Plug. <laughs> That's a little preview for what's ahead. Uh, we had a good time for about an hour and a half. And then my other brother, Devin Dida. The media mogul, NFT champ, fingers on the trend, pulse, D-Daw Devin, happy camper 53. <laughs> he joined us for the second half and we went a cool three hours and 10 minutes, like a proper podcast. And uh, was it sponsored by Topo Chico? No, unfortunately. Have to get them in the ranks next time. Um, but man, we had some, some riffs, some good conversation, a lot of laughter, 
and I noticed some some brotherly razzing, which fuck is that fun? And I think you'll find it fun too. <clears throat> what I got to do first, though, and the reason why I'm not putting it up today, is because there isn't a young Jamie to edit the uh, the audio and to help us out with some spots, you know. And there are some things in there which my brother said, "Hey, can you cut that out of the podcast?" <laughs> And uh, I understand, right? They're working corporate. They're young people. I'm a comedian, so I can say shit. Uh, but they didn't really edit what they said, and they'd rather keep their cuffs clean. So going to go back and do that, and uh, I'll release that episode in the not-too-distant future. Also, it's going to be fun playing with some new equipment, uh, working with some new road pieces of you know, equipment and or toys, depending on who you ask. And we'll see if the audio quality matches up to what I hope for it to match up to be. Um, or if there's uh, some new equipment to add on to that. Because if it works, and if it works in a non-sound-treated room, <laughs> like the place we were in there, then uh, we could be onto something magical there. And fuck. Do I look forward to releasing that? And if you don't have siblings, then fuck you. <laughs> First of all, uh, for being an only child. Am I jealous? Not quite, actually. Having having siblings is a lot of fun. And being a, being a dude and having brothers is also a hell of a lot of fun. I don't know if girls have the same amount of fun, to be honest. Whether you are a sister of a guy or whether you're a sister of some ladies. From what I hear, sister dynamics are, what do we say, interesting. Now, I know uh, that this isn't across the board for all girls. And I know that certain dynamics can be cool. Like, especially when it comes to sisters, just one-on-one dynamic so if there were only two daughters then it's not uncommon for there to be a dichotomy right where one's just specifically one way and the other one's distinctly the other way and uh they're so distinct from one another that they can't even really steal or borrow each other's clothes so hey upside no grudges (laughs) Uh, but frankly, from what I can tell, uh, there are just some things that sisters do, which are unmatched in terms of grudges and pettiness. <laughs> and I, I don't have that with my brothers. I don't have that at all with, uh, with the boys and I don't see it too often amongst boys. So is that the reason for the patriarchy and the patriarchy alone? Maybe. maybe it is maybe it's the the lack of literal sisterhood (laughs) that's uh causing the patriarchy to thrive and also maybe it's the lack of literal sisterhood which is uh causing for the compensation of the divine feminine goddess sisterhood (laughs) because there's a lack and a thirst (laughs) for actual sisters to actually love each other. (laughs) So, you know, 
examine that one. And while you're examining that one, I want to let you know that I, I heard a great bit recently from uh, one Chris Stefano, And I think he might be onto something with this. He said, you know, I'm not going to do his entire bit because that's bad form for a comedian to do. I'm learning. I'm learning. I'm in my early years, but I heard that we ought not to do that. The premise, though, effectively, is uh, there's a draft. What's to stop a man from identifying as being a woman? (laughs) Not a bad premise. Not a bad premise. And if I were to take that premise upon myself, I could consider doing something similar. I'd be like, you know what? (laughs) You know what? Uh... I'm going to stay home. (laughs) I'm not going to go to Ukraine. (laughs) No, thank you. And uh, if identifying as a woman is what's going to take it for for me to be here, then uh, shit, you can call me Christy. (laughs) I'm not even going to do anything. I'm not even not even going to I'm going to keep my beard. I'm not going to change my voice. I'm just going to let people know that as of this moment, this is what I identify. And whenever you see this bracelet on me, you know that you're talking to Christy. How's that sound? <laughs> Sounds great. Yeah. Also, adjacent to that, uh, all that talk about toxic masculinity, gonna come to an end real fucking quick. <laughs> Real quick, oh, those wars, you're so brave, so courageous, so strong. <laughs> Go fight those wars. Be brave and courageous and strong for us, you you brave, strong, not at all toxic men. <laughs> yeah, because, I don't know, maybe, maybe the source of toxic masculinity there is Vladimir Putin. Maybe that's the point that this side is trying to make, right? And I'm not a political expert, obviously. But let's just roll with this a little bit, huh? Let's see where this one goes. So if you are of the position that Daddy Vladdy, (laughs) Putin, is an icon for what toxic masculinity is, can bring is there any argument which can stop that in its tracks Mm, it's a tough one it's a tough one right because what are the aspects of toxic masculinity being domineering okay that's that's certainly what vlad's doing (laughs) right there are distinct boundaries and distinct borders and he's overriding them (laughs) and he's doing so with domineering force (laughs) uh violently destructive yeah you know check (laughs) check hey gotta award that point too uh mansplaining hmm I'm not seeing any of that going on. I'm not seeing Vladimir Putin explaining something that doesn't need to be explained. 
<laughs> so maybe uh maybe uh not, no no check no check on that box there right, let's, let's go with one more what's one more sign of toxic masculinity the oppression of of women right just denigrating women you seen vlad doing any of that mm, no no so we got two boxes checked no we got two boxes checked yes maybe it's not toxic masculinity after all maybe it's just being fucking russian <laughs> right because you never know you never know what you're going to get from the russians and that's what makes them so goddamn scary russians have got to be the scariest of fair-skinned folks <laughs> they gotta be right like when you find out people are russian you distinctly will walk on the opposite side of the street that type of thing you know what i'm saying <laughs> yeah and i've said this before and maybe i'll say it again russians have got to be the scariest type of asian right and are russians asian mm. if you tell me that russia is not on the asian part of the continent gonna slap a hoe <laughs> thou art a hoe thou shalt be slapped first corinthians 219 <laughs> yeah so you know before you just write that one off just consider russians might be asians and it might even be in the name that's your clue that's your clue moving aside from uh russia ukraine and trans folks <laughs> what a train wreck that was uh how about we dive into easter because i told you i was going to be coming home for easter and i told you i was going to be making some jokes about the sacred holiday and I'm here to tell you a few things. Number one, uh, family didn't do church this year. No, sir. So does that mean we're on the fast track to hell? Maybe. <laughs> or maybe we're just being COVID conscious. How about that, huh? <laughs> but yeah, no church this year. Um, was there a a celebration, a thanks for for the Jesus? Yes. Yes, there was. Was it intermingled amongst some other celebrations? Yes. It was in the same phrase that, uh, thank you, Jesus, for dying for us. Uh, happy anniversary to mom and dad, 23 years strong. Woo! And happy birthday, Chris. <laughs> Turning 29 next week, we're happy for you. <laughs> so am I saying that I'm on, that my life is in the same celebratory weight class as the death of our lord and savior jesus christ i don't know but i am saying that the two of us are on the same field as our mom and father going 23 years strong in their marriage so <laughs> so you know it's uh it's sacred it's sacred as fuck and and uh and it's certainly worth celebrating and what is the best way to celebrate such a momentous occasion? 
Well, I'll tell you what we did. Angel food cake. <laughs> I fucking love angel food cake. It's just so light and it doesn't make you feel sick. And when you bring it together with some whipped cream and strawberries, it's an afternoon delight. Which, by the way, if you're not celebrating Easter at around brunch or the afternoon, you're fucking doing it wrong. <laughs> right? Because you don't wake up on Easter like like Christmas morning. You know, like, oh, hey. <laughs> Look what Santa left for us. Unless you're pagan. Because if you're pagan, then you're waking up going, oh, hey, look at what the Easter bunny left. Look at all these eggs. <laughs> Go find the eggs and see what sort of delightful goods are inside. Because that's what you want to teach kids, right? You want to introduce kids to the iconography of the Easter bunny and drop a real subtle hint about... A limited number of eggs. <laughs> and that if you make your way to as many eggs as possible, then you could be the winner. <laughs> and you could be the winner. A pagan tradition unlike any other. <laughs> no, no, no. No, no. I understand. I understand. Easter bunny is a... A Christian holiday tradition because the Easter Bunny brings chocolates and often those chocolates have egg shapes to them which are fun and you know the brown of the chocolates like the brown of the cross so <laughs> that's the only connection that's the only connection that I could possibly make <laughs> frankly drawing the lines between the uh, the Easter Bunny and the, the Christian Easter. Other than that, it's got to be pagan. It's got to be pagan. Only now, <clears throat> we don't do the orgies anymore. Which, maybe we should bring those back. <laughs> no, or at least do something like orgy-esque for the adults. Around Easter, come on. You're going to have some sins forgiven. That's coming up on Sunday. So, you know, good Friday. Let's go. <laughs> Let's throw the fuck down. Have a little bit of fun. Maybe get a little bit kinky. Right? Maybe. You know, actually, I, I do know of a faction of folks that are doing this in San Diego. I forget the name of the group, but uh, you guessed it. The hippies in Ocean Beach. <laughs> The hippies in Ocean Beach uh, threw a kink party on on Friday. And uh, what did people do? Well, they had some fun. I don't know if it was a sex party per se, but people dressed up in some kink attire. And uh, I heard that they did some lowercase y yoga, right? So not the, not the sincere kind, but the kind where you get a good stretch in, maybe be a little bit provocative as though you're doing a TikTok or some shit like that. Or posting for your Instagram, you know? So you got something skimpy on, you're doing a downward dog, and then somebody's going around with a little whip, with a little little flash. Get a little, little ta-ta on the galeno. <laughs> well, they got that ass up in the air, and someone's throwing down on the decks, right? 
wearing some fun lingerie. It's fun. It's fun. Put in the good and good Friday. <laughs> Leave it up to the hippies of Ocean Beach to be holding down <clears throat> our ancient cultural traditions on Kumeyaay land, no less. <laughs> Gotta remind the folks that. <laughs> ah, geez. Yeah. I was hoping, and I, I mean this sincerely, I was hoping that the family was going to go to church so that way I could make some observations about church while I was there. Because church, man, it's it's a one-of-a-kind experience. Church is the closest you will ever feel to attending a Tony Robbins conference and or <laughs> being a part of a cult. More or less, plus or minus. <laughs> now, I'm not saying that churches are cults. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that if you were to draw a Venn diagram, you could find some overlap. <laughs> and I'm not saying that Tony Robbins leads a cult, but what I am saying is that if you were to draw a Venn diagram and emphasize the part where cult leaders have a charismatic leader, then uh, maybe the lines get a little bit blurry. Okay? <laughs> That's all I'm saying. But I didn't get a chance to do that. Didn't get a chance to do that for you this year, so no jokes about the church this go around. I'm sorry. Sorry I don't get to go extreme in that dimension. Um, and, you know, I'm not going to knock on it entirely, right? Because my mom, I had a good conversation with my mom, which I was able to record, and uh, maybe that'll go up on the podcast. But in that conversation with my mom, ma. Uh, she talked about how there was a, a reform in her life where after being very lost and having some destructive tendencies and unhealthy behaviors that were a result of this, that, and the other, one of the things that really turned it around and created an inner shift from anger and hurt and destruction and made that shift from anger and hurt to destruction into more like love and hope and construction and that belief that you have to have in your plans with construction came from an experience with an evangelist. Um, he was by the name of Greg Laurie. Some people might know him. Um, I haven't seen anything of him becoming a, a pedophile. Thank God. <laughs> <clears throat> or running some Joel Osteen-esque sham. <laughs> Again, thank Lord. Um, but it was something that brought my mom into spirituality and, and the spirit. And that void that she was filling in other ways. <clears throat> you could practically hear the echo of jokes in the background. <laughs> the void was then felt with spirit. So, you know, is is there a place for 
church? Is there a place for uh, the worship of the divine, which some people would ascribe to God and that type of thing? Yeah, of course, of course, right? Whatever it takes to create a loving mother. Because <laughs> the world's a better place for it. That's just That's just a fact. That's just a fact. So more church jokes next time. That aside, <laughs> I didn't want to touch on one more thing before I close the podcast, and that's the San Diego Padres. <laughs> the home opener. They absolutely smoked the Atlanta Braves. Mind you, the Freddie Freeman less, but uh, World Series nevertheless, Atlanta Braves. And they beat them in that home opener a whopping 12 to 1. Look at you go, Padres. Pretending like you have some offense for a game before scoring literally only two rounds or two runs in the game after that and the game after that and the game after that. <laughs> like, dang, dude, you just blew your load. <laughs> game one. You don't got to be like that, Padres. But hey, if I had to watch, if I had to watch a game, you know, while I was healing up for being sick with that cold last week. I'm glad that that was the game to watch. And also that is all being done without Fernando Tatis. <laughs> Which, you know, he is actually missed. It's it's awesome having a like a franchise shortstop. It was also awesome, by the way. For those of you that saw the rookie, rookie Abrams hit his first home run at Petco Park. <laughs> yes, sir. Went yard on that one. So to have a an eye on the future with a, a good sign like that is nice, but could it fizzle out? Of course, it's the Padres. <laughs> How many guys do you have to have hitting under an average of 200? Starting for you, no less. <laughs> Coming up to the plate, Trent Grisham batting a whole 188. Awesome. <laughs> Awesome. Ha Sung Kim. Dude looks like an animal. Both of those guys also built like like a guy that you want protecting the president. <laughs> Not necessarily this president, but just <laughs> presidents in general. And uh <laughs> Yeah, and these guys just doing it well defensively, swinging the bat not so hot. And, uh, you know, Padres are six and five right now. So are they winning more than they're losing, which is nice. Um, they have a little run against the Cincinnati Reds, which I'm betting they do mediocre on. Hopefully they take what three or four. Are they playing them four times? No, they're only playing them three times. Hopefully they take two or three. Hopefully when they go up against the Los Angeles Dodges this weekend, they go in with a winning record, so by the time they leave, they'll be even. <laughs> Hopefully that's the case. And if by this time next Monday, the Padres have gone on a winning streak of sorts and have risen to the top of the NL West standings, then golly, this might be reminiscent of last year, in which case, don't get too excited too quickly. <laughs> yeah, because right now the Dodgers... Or at the top of the division at seven and two. 
Giants at seven and two, Rockies at six and three, then the Padres at six and five. So, you know, kind of a tight race going on there in the West so far. Padres have lost, you know, plenty of games, <laughs> but there's plenty more to play. So let's go, Padres. <laughs> yeah, maybe uh, you know, that that abysmal performance that you Darvish gave out the other day. He remediated it with a recent strong performance. And uh, hopefully he'll do the same thing against the Dodgers. His old... <laughs> his old lovely team, the LA Dodgers. And, uh, you know, fuck it. We'll see what happens. Um, not going to be watching too much baseball that weekend. Maybe I'll watch the Dodgers game on uh, Friday right before I go into work, but Saturday, your boy's going to be a little bit busy. Saturday, your boy's going to be having his first pop-off at the club. First time ever that I'm going to be uh, getting the table and a bottle and going in with some ladies and uh, some close amigos. Going to get some bottle service brought out to us, you know, light celebration, the whole shebang. And, uh, That'll be good because I don't know if that's something that a fella ought to be doing in his 30s. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. But the fact that I got to do this at least once in my 20s is uh, it's a good sign. It's a good sign. Maybe a great way to uh, sign that one off. So hopefully nothing too belligerent happens. Hopefully enough belligerent things happen. <laughs> So that I got some stories to tell you all, but uh, not enough to knock me out of commission for the family soiree, which is going to happen on Sunday. (laughs) Because there's nothing quite like, (laughs) nothing quite like showing up to a family function completely hungover, like on the verge of death's door. With your nose all plugged up because you have a cold. (laughs) <laughs> riding on very little sleep people are like wow look at this schmuck this is the guy i'm giving gifts to <laughs> yeah hopefully not that uh, but what we will be doing on that sunday is uh my my late grandfather the one who i inherited the gold chain from my late grandfather he uh his birthday would be on Sunday. It's the first year that we're not celebrating it. And we're going to be celebrating it on that day too. Because, you know, I'm not allowed to have a birthday by myself. <laughs> and um, maybe, maybe that'll take the, uh, take the eye. <laughs> take the eye off of me for a little bit and give us something better to focus on. Huh? <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, that's the spirit. Well, that's what I got for today's podcast. Thanks for coming through. I'm almost out of the woods here on this cold. So hopefully on Thursday, I'll be coming back to you at 100% for the next edition of the Chris Zarr Podcast. Instagram, Christopher Zarr. That's where you can send me the smoke, love, questions, stories, what have you. And uh, be sure to subscribe. Okay, let your friends know that you like this by subscribing. It helps with the algorithm 
I love you. Take care of yourself this week. Uh, let's go, Jesus. Let's go, Padres. Let's go, daddies. <laughs> Peace.